Welcome to What Would Unni Say podcast, where three Unnis share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada, with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean Canadian female leaders. Hosted by TK, Yuna Lee, and Deli Hong. Welcome to episode 13 of What Would Unni Say? So for today, the Unnis explore the cultural and societal views on age and ageism that permeates Korean culture. So the concept of age is multifaceted in Korea and possibly a little more nuanced than in Canadian culture. So in general, um, age is associated with more experience and with that there is a certain command of respect. But in Korean culture, um, even as little as one year's age difference is regarded as significant point that determines that proper way of addressing someone and who should eat first and how to pour them a drink. So um, we will be diving more into those and the cultural differences between the two. So um, with that being said, um, you and I would love to kind of understand from your perspective, you know, what have you observed to be the differences in cultural views when it comes to age in Korea versus Canada? Yeah, well, like age is really, I think it's kind of a special thing in Korean culture. Like it dictates so much of our social norms and like there is a certain hierarchy that is based off of just the con- just the concept of like how old you are and in terms of like how you count age is also different too so i thought i would start with that so i was just gonna mention yeah i mean i think it's such a social norm when you first meet someone who's korean to ask them like what year they were born and i don't think that's something you ever do in canadian culture you never go okay yeah. like what year were you born like are you a 90 baby 89 baby like that's just not something that's as much asked about i guess in canadian culture yeah so it's it, like not as relevant almost exactly whereas mm. like i feel like because it changes so much in korean culture how you address someone or how you might talk to someone that you immediately ask that like even before you ask anything else about them so i find that that's so interesting that that's such a yeah. predominant part of like korean culture yeah i think i couldn't agree with you more and like just in terms of um like when you meet someone you i feel like the first thing you ask them is like probably like you ask them the name and then you notice their gender and then I think probably the third thing is you address the age thing in Korean culture mm-hmm. yeah um so I thought I would start off with like how Korean age is also different like how you count age is different so it is so I know confusing. it's very confusing right? it's like when I go to Korea it's like should I tell you my Canadian age or my Korean age and then like I know yeah it's yeah so i thought i would kind of straighten that out first um so like in korea you count your age as one as soon as you're born so like the year that you're in your mom's like womb like you've been aging all that time surprise and then when you are actually like given birth that's like your one year of age um and then you gain an age as soon as new year's day comes like january 1st so like you don't gain an age when you get to your next birthday so i find that concept really confusing and like in korean age i don't like to like tell my korean age because like i'm actually like a couple years older or a year older um depending on like whether it's before or after my birthday like so if i'm like 33 in like canadian age or like international age 
um, I could be 34 or 35 in Korean age, which is actually like a big difference. Like mentally, it feels like a really big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I remember, like I am 30 now in Canada, but in Korea, I'm technically 31. And then as soon as like January 1st hits, I'm 32. And I was like, I did not ask to be jumped (laughs) two years of age. I was like, how did this happen? But in a way, in Korean culture, it might be desirable to be a little bit older because it might denote you a higher level of respect or um, more advantages to being an older age. Yes, this is true. So I remember when I first immigrated to Canada, um, I had like two Korean friends and I love these friends dearly. They're like awesome people. Um, But like when we first met, just like because like this is what we learned um, in Korea. We were like, well, how old are you? And I realized that I was actually even though we were in the same like class, I was actually born the year after like these two friends. So they um like they sometimes like you not, not like used it but like they noted it in a way that made me feel like oh like i'm either like lesser than or like i have like less power than them mm-hmm. like i have to be like respectful of them like they would have like these little comments which is very normal like in a korean culture if you're a year older you're you're supposed to like call them like on me yeah. which is like <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's the title of our podcast it's, it's us. It us yeah it exactly us, yes. <laughs> um but yeah there was a feeling that was associated with like being younger but like being in the same class with someone so like technically they're like your friends but they're not like really like equal equal friends like yeah i always in a found way. that so weird because when you switch to like korean um like way of speaking and then like you are friends with this person you're used to speaking them with them in english it kind of like is weird because when you speak in korean you almost feel like you have to use like onni or like use like different language and it almost creates like this hierarchical system which then kind of takes out the equality you sometimes have in a friendship if you just like are speaking to each other in english right and it's kind of like there's this whole thing of like especially if you're siblings then i think um like it's a little bit more normal because there is an age difference but it's like it's kind of like oh how dare you say that to an unni or like you know there's like certain things that you can't do like you can't just be like whatever do whatever like as if you're the same age for some reason so i always found that was something that was um like a little bit different about korean culture versus like um when i came to canada there was like none of that like nobody really cared about like how old you are um they rarely asked your age until like you know you maybe like were you know well into a conversation with someone sometimes like you would have a whole conversation with someone and walk away and not know how old they are you know and that was totally normal but like that would not be the norm in the korean culture yeah and then i feel like in canada too like they don't care too much about age and when they ask about the age it's usually around the question about like oh if you don't mind me asking like how old are you so it's more respectful Mm -hmm. that way or it's a little bit more shushed it's like you don't really ask that as like the top three questions right off the bat when you meet someone um so I, I noticed that too, like in the Canadian culture, like you don't really ask the age that much unless 
everyone is like going around like telling their age or like right. doing intros and yeah like sure but usually it's more so the content of the conversation versus getting to know that person like age yeah gender, i wouldn't say that's socially accepted like i can't imagine like meeting someone for the first time in a canadian social context and like my first two three questions being like how old are you um versus like when i was traveling in korea like when i went to any mixers it was always one of the first like couple questions i would ask just because it would change how you would address someone or it would kind of like uh like when you're drinking or playing drinking games it was like oh well if you're the youngest then you you have to be the one to pour the drinks or like it kind of or like the first one to drink or you know that kind of thing it kind of um set the tone of kind of who would be doing what and kind of created this like hierarchy even in like a social drinking setting yeah it's almost like a necessity yeah. to like have the age out of the way because like otherwise you wouldn't know the proper way to do some things yeah like the drinking like pouring um the drinks or like even when you're drinking like soju like our liquor right mm -hmm. like if you're drinking with someone that's like older you have to like hold the cup like the shot glass in a certain way yes. versus like if you're just drinking with your peers and then you have to like turn your face yeah, away, look away. And to, yeah <laughs> and like drink as if like I don't know this is like um it was really interesting to me like when i first learned about it um but like in korea i think this is like and then they say like you have to like learn the proper way to do things and usually it's like the older people that are showing the younger ones the ropes mm -hmm. um, of like how to do things properly so it's it's yeah i think those things are like little kind of customs that stand out to me yeah and I think just kind of adding on to age, but like a different twist, I think specifically for women, is that as you age, we're more pressured to settle down. So in Korean culture, there's a higher frequency of questions being asked, similar to like, how are you in Canadian culture? Like these questions will be asked around like, are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? Like, are, when are you having kids? Like, when are you going to get married? And I feel like it gets more aggressive and more frequent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially from the grandparents, um, right? Like, they have no filter, right? Like, first question yeah, is, like, are you married yet? Like, like are you, is a baby coming out? Like, <laughs> so direct. Yeah, so it's, yeah, even, like, my parents, like, church friends, they're just like, oh, like, how old are you? Oh, you're, like, 30? Like, do you have, like, a boyfriend? Like, are you guys getting married? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah it seems like a lot more of a personal question um to be asking so upfront in like canadian culture but definitely in korean culture it's very like commonplace right to to ask those questions like right away like are you married like are you dating like what's your age um and like kind of ask about those questions almost like as like as similar as asking someone like how are you yeah and i think it's like definitely asked in a more cordial way where it's like it's denoted like oh this person's like interested in your well-being and you know they're interested in like getting to know you but like the way that we experienced it having grown up in canadian culture it's like it feels kind of abrupt and it's kind of like uh excuse me like <laughs> hello <laughs> kind of thing yeah it's like the invade the perception of like them like invading right. our privacy like and then, I don't know, for me, 
like I'm more career focused right now like I am very content with like where I am you know hanging out with friends like going out for drinks like stuff like that like I don't have like starting a family and having kids like kind of in the next whatever like short-term agenda in my life so whenever like for example like my parents like friends come over and they ask me like all of those questions like I obviously like you respect them but then I'm like and I'll like you know answer them like respectfully and like lightheartedly like whatever but it's like man like those questions come up so much Mm -hmm. that I'm like I don't even want to I'm just gonna close my door (laughs) and just pretend I'm not there it's like one of those things that like you think about as the holidays come up too right it's Mm -hmm. like as families gather and like those questions get asked and like there's a that feeling associated with like being asked those questions and it feels like you're supposed to be somewhere else doing something else and you're not and you're you don't really care about it right now but like there's a pressure to be there you know like to be married to have kids and like those are considered to be i guess the um the normal or the acceptable way of or the i would say like the more acceptable way of being um for a woman in a certain age group and it just almost feels like when it's coming from people that are very close to you it feels like um oh like it makes me question sometimes like oh why am i not there yet oh like do i not have my life together sometimes like because i guess like i'm doubtful too like I ask myself those questions and then I have to spend some time processing it. And um, like my grandma, like she's really cute. Like she means so well. And like she, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she, I think she, <laughs> I know. know they mean well. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> Just like, and I feel like um, it's definitely like a gap in our culture and in the, in the generation. Um, but like she would ask me like, oh, like she's being a hip person when she asks me this question by the way she's asking like do you have a boyfriend um and then i would be like grandma i have a lot of boyfriends don't worry (laughs) i have a lot of boyfriends (laughs) and then she'd be like no 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 you don't need a lot of boyfriends you just need one good one (laughs) yeah so she's like so cute and i kind of like deflect her question like in that way but you know, I feel like it, there's um, the the heart to like what she's asking me is, you know, that in that line of questioning, um, are you going to settle down? Are you going to like have kids? Those are kind of like uh, implied questions. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my experience with the whole um, age and marriage and thing. I wonder, Ellie, like, did you experience anything in terms of, like, cultural differences from your side? Um, Obviously, I think we get asked those questions quite a bit, but just wondering, like, from your side, if there's anything else that you think is different between Um, the two cultures. Yeah, I think, I mean, going along the same lines of, like, like age in Korea, like, the culture giving more respect based on age is definitely something I've witnessed. Um, and it just kind of reminds me of like the Korean airline example. So I don't know if you guys heard of this, but basically the Korean airline, when they were like speaking in just uh, Korean um, to their like uh, superiors, like flight attendants, um, they found it hard to like question what the pilot would do or decisions that were being made in real time. And it actually led to like more accidents <laughs> um, because they, the the people who are of lower hierarchy, the language would not 
it kind of created this mental block so they couldn't like question authority um, the same way because it created this like kind of stringent authority and it's like almost like it makes you think twice about like voicing a concern you might have whereas so when they yeah when they switched um, the flight crew to speaking English for certain like commands or certain things that that risk of like that language being a barrier went down and like accidents went down and I find that super interesting um, just in terms of like how much just even the language itself as we know in Korean if you speak to an older person you're adding that yo at the end right Annyeonghaseyo to like denote respect and how that can change how you might interact with someone who is older than you or, or of higher authority and how that could affect even like outcomes in this example in the Korean airlines but also outcomes in terms of like how you might address a superior or how much how you might even question authority in a work setting um so i found that super super interesting um kind of the difference there that is so interesting and as you were speaking about this this example um something popped up in my mind about like what i had learned um so i went to um like an international summer exchange in korea and i took this really interesting course called cultural psychology and um like this course talked a lot about like the differences between like the North American um, or so-called like Western culture that we talk about and then like the Korean or like the East Asian culture because like they kind of like denoted them as like being on the opposite ends of the spectrum and they call this um, spectrum like individualistic versus um, collectivist cultures so like our Canadian culture is like considered very individualistic where like people are kind of like um, they exist more, um, how do they explain it? They explain it as like they're more individuals making up the society and they're kind of like equal like dots that make up a society. Whereas like in a collectivist culture, like people have like their place and they have their groups and like it's kind of like people identify themselves as part of a group. And in order to know like where you belong in that part of the group, um, like age is a big thing um so depending on the age like it denotes like where you are kind of like in your place and that's why this is such a big deal to like um korean people to know the age like up front mm. um and to really consider that um like where you belong a, in the group like the hierarchy exactly exactly because yeah. like there's a proper way to act like based on that collectivistic there's no um, guesswork i guess view yeah there's no guesswork it's, exactly it's kind of already set which also makes exactly. it hard to like change that hierarchy or like yes. move up or like question that hierarchy because it's already yeah. set but i think there's like pros to it i think like one thing i really do like about korean culture is like chong like because of that yeah. collectivistic um mindset it's like you do feel more connected to people it's like weird um in like a different so, like, way if you are like belonging like to that collectivist like group then it's like you're always taken care of yes and yes. like people always like consider the needs of the group first yes um before the needs of their own yeah and if you don't do that it's almost considered like oh like you're not uh, a great person or you're not like a great you know person in that society mm -hmm. um, whereas like in an individualistic culture like it doesn't matter it's every man for himself or herself yes so I do yeah I definitely agree there's like it's not necessarily um, that one culture is better than another but I think that they are so differently structured mm. and yeah and I think like having 
been in both cultures i think is is an interesting experience because like we understand almost like a little bit of the each pieces no definitely yeah and i remember kind of adding to ali's point about um if you're addressing somebody who's older you always say yo like at the end like like whatever um you know when you're the older one like with whether um you know we're like on knees or whatever i think in korean culture if i'm not mistaken it's like always the oppas the unnis the hyungs like nunas like they're yes. always yes. buying Buy drinks for, like, all the time so right? nice yeah buying drinks buying food it's like oh yeah like because yes. I'm unni, they just like, take care for, of like, you don't worry about it like yeah. the younger yeah. ones yeah the younger ones are always taken yes. care of like there's this thing whereas i think in canadian culture it's like everybody it's pays their own Dutch stuff yeah. um yeah. yeah it's equal 50 50 split whereas i feel like if i go to korea like i get spoiled by like my cousins because mm-hmm. they're way older than me so they're the ones being like you're not only a guest but you're like the youngest in the family so like yeah. they always like take care of me so i also found that yeah, like, i also really found that through well. like my involvement through kcaa like korean canadian athletic association um like all the older guys would always like buy all the drinks buy all the food and like you do feel a little bit more like a family unit right like there is yeah. this, uh, taking care of in a different level I think um, because of age which is very nice um, you know in, in that sense you do feel like they're an extended part of your family because only kind of does mean like older sister and that is kind of like a familiar like family based term right um, it's not yeah. someone that you would just call yeah. if you if you didn't share that type of bond with them so I do think that um, kind of asking people's age and that being part of the fabric of Korean culture definitely has benefits but in this other example like I showed in the Korean airline example it could actually be a disadvantage so I think there's flip yeah. sides to 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 both cultures um, that I've definitely observed um, I just also wanted to talk a little bit I know we've talked a lot about like Korean culture and 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 kind of how um, our experiences with age but I also wanted to uh, like flip and talk a little bit about like experiences in Canada and like just like being Asian and looking really young (laughs) Um, (laughs) I always thought I had to like dress up more professionally or like look older because I think definitely like in like as an Asian female you definitely look younger than your similar like female colleague counterparts and I remember like in university like in my master's doing like a physio placement and someone like a client asking me if I was like there as a high school volunteer and I was like uh like I'm six years older so like I just feel like (laughs) I almost like you know I always wanted to feel or like be guessed as like an older age growing up in Canada, especially in a professional work setting, because I felt like my competence was a lot more questioned um, being Asian female, because I always looked a lot younger, especially when I was like building up my competence level, like as a physio. So um, even though I think age doesn't play as big of a factor in Canadian culture, I do think, yeah, I wanted to definitely be or be perceived as older (laughs) or as old as I can look in a professional setting like in Canada as a student and also like as a professional. Yeah, I think it's also related to the field that you guys work in, like Yuna and Ellie, just because it's very technical, it's very specific and like people go to you Mm -hmm. for advice, like in terms of like body, right? Whereas like I think in marketing, like in the field that I work in, it doesn't matter if you're 22 or 55, like if you're 55, 
25, it just means you're way more experienced. 22, you have fresh eyes. You're more, mm. you know, tech savvy. So, like, there are different things that you bring to the table. So, I feel like age, yeah, I feel like age doesn't really matter in my field probably mm. versus you yeah, guys. Yeah, I think that's probably true to a certain degree. And I do think that, um, like, in a specialized field, there is a certain amount of, like, expertise that you gain as you age but also because like you're gaining more experience like just getting i guess like deeper into your field so i think like in a way i understand it but i also like definitely resonate with ellie saying that you know like you wanted to look older almost and like you dress to look the part and i remember feeling exactly the same way and like i wouldn't dress like in certain ways like especially like when i went to work because i didn't want to be seen in that like young like yeah. spring chicken yeah like, i Even didn't want to be that <laughs> like i don't know how my colleagues just wear like jeans and like a t-shirt like i'm definitely the most overdressed person at my work i dress very professional i always have like work pants i have blouse like everything's like very professional um and like i don't probably have like the same like issues as before obviously when i was in university but um definitely like still it stuck with me like i feel like i dress way more professionally than i need to um, in any setting um, just because I don't want my competence being questioned just because of how old I do might be perceived to to look because I know I have a very like young looking face <laughs> yes baby face <laughs> baby Ellie how about you TK so I um, for me I don't think I have a baby face I think I have more of a RBF so probably not um yeah i don't think in my field like age played a huge factor i think it probably played more so like when i was in like a client facing role um more on like my gender specifically and my race i think played mm -hmm. a bigger part than age in what way um as i told you guys about um, I think in previous episodes, like the last episode, even like I shared kind of like my personal experiences, like about how, mm. like my competency versus, you know, my gender and my right. race and everything else. So, um, you know, you guys can listen to our episodes. But um, yeah, like I would say my field, like age is pretty fluid. Um, like you would, for example, you would trust a 25 year old marketer on Google Analytics versus would you be comfortable with a very young looking Asian, you know, female doctor who's doing a neurosurgery? No, like, the know. answer like, is no. <laughs> Don't be judging against those neurosurgeons. <laughs> I'm just making like a very uh, vast example, right. but like extreme example. Totally. But like that's, that's kind of yeah, like- Yeah, no, totally. That makes at, sense. Right? Like if you're young, um, it's kind of like, I could see that, like that being almost an edge in your field because you're like, oh, that's like fresh eyes. That's like a new perspective. Your training is fresh. Like you might maybe bring more like millennial perspective or new, um, new like tech ways or faster efficiencies of doing things that maybe the older generation can't. Um, but definitely in healthcare, I feel like there's a lot more weight put on like experience and a lot of like hands-on skills, especially in my field has to be just learnt with time and mentorship, which you just can't get just fresh out of school. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, an interesting take on, you know, the whole concept of age and our experiences with, 
ageism between Korean and Canadian culture? Just like a fun question to throw out there. Um, if we, if you guys could remain a certain age forever, um, what age would that be and why? I would definitely be 27 <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> but, but that knows. seven is my lucky number. <laughs> I just love, I think seven is such a sexy number. It just looks like like a shoe if you like flip it upside down and it's Ooh. also very like model-esque looking i don't know i just think seven's a very sexy number um and yeah i just felt like 27 is just like that right point where i felt like i had like really high energy and i just felt very like i was at the peak of my youth um i still feel like i'm youthful <laughs> i'm not saying i'm like a harmony now <laughs> um but it's just it, it, it was just definitely um i think if i could stay any age i would love to tell anyone who asked me i'm 27 forever for the rest of my life that'd be great not 17 17 still i know <laughs> but 17 i felt like i had so much i was like i feel like i was so affected by like external things i feel like teenage years were so affected by like external validation whereas like 27 i think you're a lot more um you have your head a little bit more on your shoulders so i think that's probably mm. where it comes from because i think like i think when you're younger you're just so much more yeah like malleable and yeah affected by like what your elders tell you what your parents tell you what your colleagues and friends think of you not colleagues friends think of you you're not working at that point most likely um but yeah when you're like 27 and working i think you you can now start to decide or that's when i started to really decide you know like what matters to me you know mm. what 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 is it about me and who i am and who i am as a person that brings value more so than like what i do or what others may think of me or say of say about me so i think that's probably also a deeper reason <laughs> why i chose I love it. the age uh, 27 how about you guys i think uh, before i i go i think the best age for ellie will be seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes double sexy yes. guys <laughs> When I turn 77, it's coming. Be the most epic party. It'll be, I just can imagine a bunch of harmonies like getting drunk on soju, just like having the most lit time. It'll just be amazing. How about just tea? Let's have tea. Okay, fine. We'll just be drink, drunk on ginseng tea. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm going to add my booze. I'm just going to bring my own. BYOB. Yes. BYO yeah. B-Y-O soju. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, I, I am on the same boat as you, Ellie. I would say if I were to remain one age forever, it's like my age right now, which is 30. So I just turned 30, but I would say right now is like the most stable I've been in terms of like my physical health as well as my mental health. Um, so I would, yeah, like same thing. Like, I think I'm more grounded in who I am, my values, um, my boundaries. And like, I've reached that point. It's like, I still care, but I don't mm. need to care. <laughs> if I need to say F mm. off to people, I'll do it. Mm. <laughs> like just to protect my own self and my boundaries. But I think I've reached that point where I'm like, I know exactly kind of, or more so mm -hmm. I know who I am. Um, but also, uh, like I like the fact that it's the age where you could be married, you could have kids, or you don't need to. Um, you know, like kind of what I'm doing now, just like focusing on my career, like focusing on you know my own family and my friends. Um, so it's like that very fluid age where you can kind of decide where you want to be. 
um, in terms of the life cycle and you're like five to six years into your career so I felt like in my early 20s I was always chasing I was Mm. super ambitious I was never happy with myself and my performance I felt like I could do Mm. so much better all the time whereas now with more experience I'm like more laid back Mm. than before um, in terms of like how like uh, crazy I drive myself to perform like in my career or anything um, so with all of the experiences and everything that I've gained so far, I would say 30 would be like the age oh, that I, I would that. remain forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Same one time. of the things I just wanted to mention, I always notice about UTK is like a really good trait was like, you are really good at boundary setting, which I remember like, I was like, this is like something I need to <laughs> learn. True. And I like always like, I was like, okay, like I need to, whenever I need to set boundaries, I'm always like, I need to be like TK. Like I need to be like, you know, strong <laughs> and like, yeah. Drawn your no, inner it's, TK. It's, it's a very good, um, like, um, quality I've noticed about UTK and something I've, I felt like positive how like that has positively rubbed off on me so I just like to mention that um and I also wanted to yeah <laughs> I also wanted to talk to yeah like what you were saying about like how in your 20s like early 20s you always feel like you're like chasing a goal and you never feel satisfied um I totally felt that in my early 20s and then I realized I think it was like in my late 20s I realized the goalpost just keeps on moving guys <laughs> like it's like mm. you reach that goal and then it just keeps moving so like at what point are you ever going to be satisfied and then you realize oh like I have to enjoy the journey (laughs) I can't just like always feel like if I reach that goal um, I'm going to feel happy because it's just going to keep moving and I think that realization just helps you be a lot more um, I think comfortable and more chill like what TK was saying and just a little bit less like unhappy all the time even though you're working so hard which is like crazy to think about like you're working so hard yet you're like I'm not doing enough or you don't feel like you're ever like you know there yet you know yeah and like while you guys are talking about it it's just like it's just such a throwback to like all of the like topics a lot of the topics that we've covered so far like perfectionism like imposter syndrome you know like the beauty ideals even um and even like our personality types I feel like yeah this I in an unexpected way like it kind of like brings all those concepts back together um and yeah those are like I think really um, deep wise things that you guys have said um, out of this fun question <laughs> Thanks, <Yuna. laughs> now, now share with us so your deep. pearls of wisdom so to wrap this podcast <laughs> off <laughs> well okay so if I could remain at a certain age forever um, I don't know I felt like this question was like I almost wanted to like rebel against this question because <laughs> I was like what do you mean like I will remain at a certain age forever. Like I was just being a little bit of a little shit, like a devil's advocate here. <laughs> and I was like, I. It's like body. Yeah. Age now, but like, yeah. Mental health. That should have actually been the question. On. What do you want your mental age to be? And then what you do you want what? your body age to be? Because that was one of our questions different. in the card game that we played. Uh, we're not strangers. Was it? I think it was one of the oh, questions. I totally don't remember. Like. That where you could like pick one and then you had to like explain why mm. <laughs> so full circle um yeah full circle for sure um yeah but i thought the only like 
answer for me I thought was like I would want to be at the age that I am now today because like this is the most evolved version of me that you're ever gonna get (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like Pokemon version 33 (laughs) she's like out of the Pokeball like yesterday was not my most most evolved and my like best version like um it wasn't yesterday it wasn't like five years ago it's like right now today and tomorrow like i'll be uh a slightly better (laughs) evolved version of me hopefully so that's the way i thought of like this question so yeah it would be like my current age um and that is my why (laughs) (laughs) So when I see mm-hmm. you on Monday, you're going to be the best evolved That's version right. of yourself. So I can ask you, <laughs> being like, how about the evolution <laughs> for the last four days? <laughs> yeah, and I do truly think that like um like on a day-to-day basis like we're going through experiences and we're going through challenges and we're going through emotions and thoughts that you know change us like little by little and like the current time that we have every day is the only time where you get to take charge of that chance to you know like take that step forward so I think anyway that was my um, long answer to this question um and then Look how inspirational we are. We managed to uh, turn a simple question to words of wisdom and inspiration. (laughs) Yes. And um, I wanted to finish with a a long-ass quote that I found (laughs) as I was preparing for this episode. Because you can always count on me to find a long-ass quote. Of course. (laughs) We love this about Um, you. (laughs) Thank you. I feel the love. Um, So it was a quote from... um, Actually, I heard from Oprah, Oprah Winfrey's uh, podcast, and um, she had an interview with author of this book that I remember reading when I was younger called Tuesdays with Maury. Um, and this is what Maury said in his last dying days because he was a Lou Gehrig's uh, disease patient um, and he was slowly dying in his own body because he was losing all the um, like muscle strength in That's every so part of his body. Mm-hmm yeah so very um sad book but it just like kind of compiles the wisdoms that you can get from someone that is facing the end of life and so um this is what he said Um, you have to find what's good and true and beautiful in your life as it is now looking back makes you competitive and age is not a competitive issue the truth is part of me is every age i'm a three-year-old i'm a five-year-old i'm a 37-year-old I am a 50-year-old. I've been through all of them, and I know what it's like. I delight in being a child when it's appropriate to be a child, and I delight in being a wise old man when it's appropriate. Think of all I can be. I am every age up to my own. How can I be envious of where you are when I've been there myself? Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That. It's I thought so it true. was a really nice quote. It makes me think yeah. of like when you're older, you can have like a choice in terms of what age you want to be and that's so beautiful to think of it that way yeah and we've been through like all these journeys up to the point that we are now so i thought it was a good way to to end this podcast Mm. on that beautiful note um 
Don't forget to give us a follow at What Would Andy Say? <laughs> <laughs> Time is ticking. Time is ticking. You're only getting older. So <laughs> don't forget to follow give us a follow. Follow us when you're <laughs> younger rather than older. Exactly. Um, and I uh, hope you enjoy this podcast on um, What Age is Right. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye.